Hello, hello, and welcome back. This is the second entry in the Diary of a Cinephile, and good morning to you, my fellow listeners. Uh, if it is not good morning for you, then good afternoon, good evening, and good night. If you know what movie that's from, kudos to you. For now, what I'm going to talk about is I'm going to talk about The Umbrella Academy. I just got finished with that show. The second season came out, um, what was it, back in the end of July, I want to say, the beginning of July. It came out pretty early this summer. I had not seen it yet. And when the second season was released, you know, me and my wife, we watch a lot of shows. So we have shows sitting on the back burner. We don't get to watch everything all the time like we want to. Uh, so Umbrella Academy was basically sitting there for a while. Second season came out, and I'm finally like, babe, it's got two seasons, we gotta sit down and watch it. I was explaining to her what it was, and if you haven't seen the Umbrella Academy yet, not only do I highly recommend it, but it's based on a comic book that's written by the lead singer of My Chemical Romance. I don't know where this guy came up with this, but it's such a fantastic concept that I'm gonna read... The comic books now. I've never read the comic books for this show. And uh, now that I have finished the second season, and I gotta wait till next year for more, I gotta go and read some comic books for this now. That's kind of how what I did with The Walking Dead. The first two seasons that come out, I binged them completely within three days, and then I went and I read the entire comic book series up to the point where it was at, waiting for the third season. So now I'm gonna go read The Umbrella Academy. And this is a show that's definitely worthwhile to read more into it and to see what it is they get right, what it is they get wrong. I'm not going to be able to compare that right now. Maybe I'll do another entry talking about the comparison after I catch up to date with whatever the comic book series is in. But for what this show is, regardless of resource material, it is definitely a very good show. It dives really well, and it does a really good job at talking about like time travel and the consequences of that, and kind of like what this... F- so-and-so family, what they kind of do to the timeline when they're trying to save the world. And they all have powers. And I, I just, I wish I did start it when the first season came out, but I'm glad I didn't because from the cliffhanger from the first season, I was mad. And I'm like, oh good, there's a second season. Now from this one, I'm kind of like, what the fuck? I don't know what to do with myself now. So... For me, I'm going to go to the comic books. For you, if you've watched it and you're in the same boat as me, I would suggest maybe the comic books too. Maybe those will give you a little bit of um, something to do until we get more of this. It's just such a good story. I was really enjoying it. And I'm going to tell you what really drove it to me. It wasn't the fact that it was based on a comic book. It wasn't that it was uh, Gerard Way who wrote it. It wasn't that it's a Netflix show, so of course you can binge it and it'll be great. What really got me interested is the fact that one of the big stars in it is Ellen Page. Now, I'm a big Ellen Page fan. I like a lot of her work. Um... Hard Candy was one of the first movies I ever saw her in. That's a crazy movie. If you've never seen it, I would go and watch that. She also played a big role in the X-Men series, um, uh, the later trilogies. Uh, actually, no, what was it, the first trilogy? I forget what, but she plays in, she's part of the X-Men universe. She was Inception. She was uh, the supporting actress in Inception, and that's a crazy movie all in and of itself. So she has a huge body of work that I actually do appreciate a lot, and I like watching things with her because I think she's a really good actress. So she drove me to this, and a lot of the other ones, I don't know if they've done anything else. I don't recognize them from anything else that I've seen them in, but they do do really well with their characters. And I, of course, love a good superhero story. As you can tell from some of the entries you'll hear in this in this podcast, 
I'm going to talk a lot about superhero stuff because I feel like there's always a different portrayal that can always give you different ideas. For example, this really dives into the idea of not just their origin, especially in the first season. It dives into their origin and it it goes into this idea of how they've, they're progressing with their powers and what it's like to not even be at your full potential at a young age and even not even being able to comprehend what your powers are capable of until you're able to master them and you don't master them until I think the majority of the characters in there are in their 30s and it goes back and forth a little bit not too much of the annoying back and forth but kind of enough where it gives you a glimpse into whatever the whatever drives the story forward but um, it does give you a glimpse about how they're trying out their powers and then as they got older, they kind of are starting to master them and realize that they can do more with it. There is a couple of useless things in there, like uh, the character Luther, played by, uh, what's this actor's name? The character Luther, Tom Hopper. I haven't seen him in anything before. I think he's really good as his character, but it's kind of like he's just a strong guy. You know, he's, he, I get, you got to have a strong person. In. It makes sense for, out of all these people to have superpowers Strength, sure, makes sense. Put him as part of the team. He makes the most sense when it comes to just beating people up and knocking doors down. But like in the grand scheme of things, if there's like an army, he can't. He's not bulletproof. He's just strong. He can get shot in the head, and that's it. Your strength don't do nothing for that. Uh, number five, who I, what I think is pretty funny is that the the father. I'm gonna just give you various synopsis about the story as I start explaining it and talking about it because right now it's in the frontal lobe of my head. Me and my wife, we binged it for two days straight, so everything's right there. So they all originally have numbers given to them by their father. Now their father adopted them all. They were all born on the same day. There are seven of them. Seven out of 48 that he adopted because they were all born on the same day with some sort of extraordinary power. Now, over the course of two seasons... They have only touched base on one of the person with a power. As far as I can see. As far as I'm able to comprehend with how I'm talking about it right now. There's the seven of them. And there's one of the ones. So that's only eight. So not only does this leave the potential for there to be 40 other types of powers in this universe that they've created. But they're all still very unique and how they all play together it kind of works not just to drive a story forward but how they are as a team so like i said there's a big strong guy then there's um the guy they called number five he doesn't have um, a name he just has his number because he went disappearing when they were kids and when he finally reappeared he was still he was still a kid in a way and if you've ever seen the trailer he that's why they're all older than him because his ability is he can jump, jump. He does things like kind of like Nightcrawler from the X-Men. So when he jumps, he goes from one place to another. So how does he progress that power? Well, he time travels, which is a perfect little mix. It's, it's a nice little thing to see that kind of mixed in together. You don't really see that. You, you never really thought that, oh, Nightcrawler could time travel. And I guess nobody ever thought about that when it came to the Flash either. But it made sense for that too. So mixing that little thing in there is is really well thought out in my opinion so he jumps time he can time travel and the premise of the story is he jumps forward into the future he gets stuck there and it's after the end of the world so he's the last man on earth 
He finds his way back like 50 years later and he tells them and he just so happens to show up like a week before the end of the world. So he tries to get all of the family members together and they all try to figure out how to stop the end of the world. And that's how they all come back because it's been years. Um, one of them dies. This one goes missing. So there's only five of them right now. And they come back because the person who adopted them, their father figure, he winds up passing away. And they all come back, and it just so happens on the day he, he dies and they all come back, that's the day that he time travels back and tells them all, hey, listen, in a week, ship blows up, and we got to try to fix it. And they're like, dude, where have you been for, like, 36 years? Like, we've been worried about you. Like, you're telling us about the end of the world. How come you still look 16? And it's a lot that I won't go into because I want you to watch it. I'm trying to leave as many spoilers out as possible. I am leaving out a lot. So if you feel like I'm giving too much, understand there is way more to this than what I'm giving you. So with that being said, they go and they try to stop the end of the world. And it plays a lot on time travel and the second season goes even deeper into that so if you really like the time travel concept and you like things that play that concept very very well i would say you should sit down and give this a shot in my opinion it's probably one of the better portrayals of time travel that i've seen in a very long time just because of how it's it's not even always about them being superheroes because they're not doing regular superhero things it's not batman who has to stop the joker it's not superman who has to stop brainiac no they're, they're trying to like stop the apocalypse there's no real bad guy the bad guy is time so they're really trying to just beat time and that is a, a crazy idea uh, to, to pin a bunch of superheroes or people with superpowers up against the concept of time and the end of the world. The end of the world with it. You can't punch the end of the world in the face. So what's super strong guy going to do? He can't do anything, but he's there. And they're all like, it's, it's big on like, oh, we're family. We got to be there for each other. And it's just, it's just done very, very well. If the comics are anything like the show, I'm going to follow this until the show stops, until Gerard Way starts, stops writing the comics. I don't know if the comics were a one-off. I do know it's by Dark Horse, so, so I know that it's definitely reputable in that sense. Because Dark Horse, Dark Horse puts out some really good com comic books. And... This has gotten praise all across the board. So I'm not going to be the first person to give this some kind of praise in any way, shape, or form. And I'm definitely not going to be the last. What I will say, though, is you have to go into this with, with, a, with an open mind. You have to understand that a lot of things aren't necessarily going to make sense. And I'm not saying this in like it's a slow burn kind of it doesn't make sense. It's just that... You, until it snaps in your head and you go, I got it. It will not get to you. It's it's not right in your frontal lobe. The answer isn't right there. You kind of have to dig for the answer a little bit. That's just what I got, but I also figured it out. I also got all the answers as they came. As the hints came and as the as more, more and more was revealed, I started getting it and it started just becoming way more clear and that's when I realized it was very well rounded in what it's trying to tell so even the more confusing points they eventually come back around and go oh okay i get it and it's not even like they don't make it obvious they make it very obvious you just gotta see it but it's definitely worth a watch 
I, if you like Ellen Page, even I, she does a great job in this show. All of them do. All of them do. Uh, Aiden Gallagher, Robert Sheehan, uh, they all do a really, really good job in this show. All of the characters are very, very unique. And like I said, all the powers are very unique. Not only do you got time travel guy or big strong guy, but then there's the one, um, the actress who plays uh, Alison Hargreaves. That character is so... I love seeing that in a sense where it's a good guy. Because what she does, if you've never watched Jessica Jones, uh, another Netflix original, the character Kilgrave, or even if you know the comics, the character Kilgrave kind of does the same thing that Allison does. So we had Jessica Jones a couple of years ago. So we saw what Kilgrave can do and basically he can, he, he talks to you and makes you do things. So in that sense, it, it, it makes more sense when it comes to the idea of being a bad guy's superpower. Seeing it in a good guy sense, it just shows the turmoil, the turmoil that she goes through when using that power. So she uses it because she has to, but she tries not to because she sees the consequences of what using that power does. And it goes really deep into her character. The character Diego, played by, um, uh, what's Diego played by? David... I'm going to I'm going to butcher this this actor's last name. I do apologize. David Castaneda. He is fun because he is basically the only one that's trying to be a superhero. So it's fun to see him try to be good guy in the grand scheme of things <laughs> because he's just sitting there and he's like like we we got to stop this and we got to stop that and they're like dude, what are you doing? Like we like we're no longer like superheroes, but he still wants to like do it. So having that kind of that 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 counterbalance with them, how each of them have this different personality where you have people that want to save the world, you have people that don't care, you have people that want to be a family, you have people that are worried about the timeline. It's just a nice little mix of everything. And I feel like every character is very well placed and nobody feels out of place. Nobody feels like they don't deserve to be there. It's definitely worth sitting down and watching if you haven't already. And if you have, I would love to hear what you feel about the show. What you have to understand is... There is a huge fan base for this, and a lot of people are going to agree or disagree with whether or not this show is worth it. If you are here for my opinion, and I believe that's what you're here for, I think it's worth it. So, if you got some free time, you're looking for something to binge, binge the Umbrella Academy. There, I said it. Alright guys, well, thank you for listening. I really do appreciate you coming, and I hope you appreciate my opinion. Maybe this gave you some ideas on whether or not you want to watch the show, if you had some feelings about whether or not you want to see it. Hopefully I convinced you a little bit. Uh, I don't do this for marketing, I just do this because I like that there are things out there uh, in the movie world and the television world that are enjoyable to watch. And hopefully these opinions give you some more insight on whether or not you uh, want to see these shows or watch these films. All right. Thank you again, guys. Appreciate you.